I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What is going on, everyone? And welcome to a special two hour long episode of r slash entitled parents. Given that we are now four months into 2022, I thought I'd look back at this year so far and pick out some of my favorite entitled parent stories of the entire year. So without further ado, sit back, relax and listen to some of the top stories of 2022 from r slash entitled parents so far. I have to study in a bathtub. So I have an exam tomorrow and I wanted to study. So I sat in my chair and started. Not even three minutes later, my dad came in. He wanted to play CSGO on my PC, so I had to get in my bed. He started playing, and as always, he started to swear. I asked him to be quiet, and he said, My house, my rules. So I went in the bathroom, the only quiet place in our house. I'm now in the bathtub. What should I do? Now look guys, uh, this is definitely one of the wildest entitled parent stories that I've read. There's a lot to unpack here, but the comments of this post actually reveal a lot about what's going on. One commenter says, your dad is a selfish child. And OP has actually replied, yes he is. The keyboard and mouse are going to be oily again. What, oily? Very oily. That's weird someone else comments my house my rules well how about my room my laptop my rules but op says i bought it for you uh i guess you can't really do too much about that right he bought it for you to use in your sanctuary in peace and quiet he can't just take that away from you just because he's an adult especially if we're doing something important like studying the power trip some parents are on is unbelievable I completely agree with this comment. OP says, just had a huge argument with both parents, locked myself in my room. They're threatening to call the police. What on earth? Download an aimbot, get him vac banned, delete the aimbot. Then he can enjoy some non-vac lobbies, but it's OP's Steam account, so he can't do that. Now there are a few more comments where people are suggesting that OP get a job or try and move out, stuff like that. But it's very clear as you read more of these comments that OP is actually quite young and can't really do that. And that his parents are extremely controlling. Look at this. So somebody says your dad should get his own laptop. Completely makes sense. I mean, geez, he doesn't even respect your privacy. Maybe he didn't want you to study. OP says he has to know all my passwords. This is messed up. Are you 18 yet? It might be worth it to apply for dorm living. But OP says, I'm not 18 yet. And that is part of the problem. What do you do when you're not 18 and your parents are this controlling and entitled? That is crazy. And then finally, to sum this entire story up, what the heck? Their child's education should always come first for a parent, not in our house. That is insane. Like at first, I'm going to be honest, it seemed a little far-fetched a story. Really sending your kid to go and study in the bath. But the more I read these comments from OP explaining what's going on. Wow, this dad is mental. Now moving on to our second entitled parent story. My entitled parents took COVID tests 
but won't show me the results in advance of their visit with my toddler. My parents are in their 60s and my spouse and I are in our 30s. We live a state apart, about six hours drive. My spouse and I have a two-year-old who is not yet eligible for a COVID vaccine and we've been taking every precaution we can to keep her safe while also holding down our jobs. My parents are both vaccinated and boosted but regularly take risks that we do not. Going out to eat at restaurants, recreational travel, not wearing masks in places that don't require it, etc. On their most recent visit, my mum had been hosting a professional workshop that involved some up-close, hands-on instruction, and she informed us at dinner that she decided to take her mask off as she was instructing students since it was so hard to teach with it on. She said this as she held our kid on her lap and fed them food off her fork. My parents were due to visit today and we'd asked them to get a PCR test beforehand to make sure everyone was safe, especially our kid. They went to get tests on New Year's Eve, complaining to us all the while about what a pain it was to go to an urgent care center and sit for hours, potentially being exposed. They could have made an appointment earlier since we've been planning this visit for weeks, by the way. They arrived at their hotel yesterday evening and in the process of opening a discussion about plans for their visit, I texted them yesterday evening to ask if they could please send us copies of their test results. At 10 a.m. today, about 14 hours later, I received a long email from my mum effectively saying no we won't show you our test results how dare you think that we'd make the trip here if we were sick if you can't trust us to that extent you shouldn't let us into your home anyway over the course of the next few hours my wife and i both sent them digital copies of our recent covid tests and emphasized that this was a pretty normal thing for people to be doing these days and that we'd really like to see them but we'd like to see the test results please no dice my parents have never been so insulted can't believe that we don't trust them etc according to both my parents yes they have negative results but no we can't see them i had a phone conversation with them in which i told them that i love them explained that we're trying to look out for the health of our kid and hoped they would reconsider they claimed they would never have made the drive if we knew that we would ask them that my mum cried My dad was angry. In their own defense, they also brought up how risky it was for them to make the trip as older people and the risks that I've taken traveling to other parts of the world. By the way, this is pre-COVID and the time I smoked weed when I was 17, among other things, my God. If they have negative results, it would be the work of 15 seconds to send us proof. I think I believe them, but their reaction makes me wonder more than I would have before. As far as I know, they're now driving six sad hours back home. No visit, no time with grandkiddo. I feel terrible for making people I love feel terrible, and I'm pretty sure I did so today, but this is pretty weird and entitled, right? Uh, yeah, OP, it is. Just a bit. That's ridiculous. I'm sorry, but your parents have to be hiding something. If they have taken the test, like they've said, and they are negative, like they've said, then yeah, they would just send the picture, wouldn't they? It takes 15 seconds. It's not a lack of trust. That is just an unbelievable thing to say. For me personally, I went round to my friend's house on New Year's Eve, and everyone prior to that took an LFT and posted photos in our group chat showing they were negative, just so everyone felt comfortable. It's not a big deal. It doesn't show a lack of trust. Send the picture. It takes 15 seconds, and have a nice time with your grandkid. Now moving on to our third story. On my 21st birthday, my mother tried to act like she was my bride. This is 
a roller coaster. Anyone who's seen my original post knows the level of infantilizing insanity my mother has towards me. She practically wanted me to be attached to her hip and wanted me to be perpetually a child. This is only one of the many nasty things she did. I don't intend to make many posts, but this story, I feel like I want to get out separately from my original post. Now guys, just to explain briefly what happened in the first post, in the original, here is a little TLDR. My crazy controlling mother clinged to and infantilized me all my life, so I moved away. Then refused to come home for Christmas because she couldn't accept my girlfriend. So she stalked me and then called the police on me, claiming I was a drug dealer to try and ruin my holiday. She got arrested on Christmas day. Then my father divorced her and no one wants anything to do with her now. So there we go. It was late 2012 and I was turning 21. I was the last person in my friend circle to reach that age. So we decided the best way to enjoy my birthday was to have it at a local bar. My mother didn't like this idea because she didn't think it's appropriate, but the rest of the family told me to enjoy the day the way I'd like. So I decided the bar was what I wanted. My mother did call me a few times, asking me to change my mind, but I wasn't going to. Every single birthday I had while living with my parents, my mother made all about her. She always dressed up like she was going to extravagant parties and always made herself the center of attention. She hovered over me every time I blew out the candles on my cakes. And she had to be in every photo taken of me. I stayed living in my parents' house as long as I could stand it to save money. And believe me, I was saving every spare cent in a savings account. Now it was time for my 21st birthday. And I was determined to not let her ruin it or make it about her. One of my friends brought a small chocolate cake. And it only had one candle on it in the shape of a 21. Some of my favorite tunes were playing on the jukebox. And I was enjoying gin and tonic. Then my mother showed up. She pranced in wearing what looked like a wedding dress of some sort. And her hair was done up in what I think would be best described as Disney Cinderella style. Her face was caked in makeup to try and not look almost 50. And my dad walked in behind her wearing his church suit. He didn't look happy. My mother pranced to me and latched onto my arm. And when I say pranced, I mean pranced. She had a hop with every step. But I pulled away from her and made her let go. I adamantly said I was not going to be holding her arm and I was going to enjoy my birthday the way I see fit. She didn't like hearing that and still wanted my arm. Every time I got up to try and do anything, she latched onto me and tried to parade me around. One guy there I didn't know made a joke that we looked like such a happy couple. My mother blushed like she was my girlfriend or something. That made me snap and I called out what the guy said as disgusting and that I wasn't marrying my crazy mother. My mother then gave me a shocked and then saddened look like her inner world had just crumbled. Then she turned on the waterworks. Everyone was staring. I just walked into the men's bathroom. Thankfully, she couldn't follow me in there. My dad walked in a few minutes later and said my mother had calmed down and it was safe to come out. But she'd planted herself in my seat at the table and was told to move when it was time to do the cake, but she didn't want to. Thankfully, my dad made her get up and my friends made sure to sit in places that kept my mother from sitting close to me or being directly in my line of sight. My best friend lit the cake and before I could blow it out, I noticed my mother was hovering creepily close behind me. I snapped and told her she wasn't going to do this to me again and to sit down or go away. She started making a scene and my dad had to make her stop. 
Lots of people around the bar were looking at my mother and laughing. She started doing that kind of angry squinting where you expect tears any second, then just sat back down. My friends took pictures of me and made sure my mother wasn't in a single one of them. Not for lack of my mother trying anyway. My mother finally hit her breaking points when I got up to start dancing with a girl while a live band played. We picked that day to have the party because a local band was there in the evening and they were playing some great classic rock. I started dancing with a nice redhead girl when my mother suddenly grabbed me by the arm and started forcibly trying to dance with me. I had to pry her off and then she screamed at me so loudly my ears were hurting and the band stopped playing. She tried to grab me by the ear like she used to when she scolded me, but I slapped her hand away. She screamed at me that I was embarrassing her on her day. So I retorted that it wasn't her day. It was never her day. It was mine. She yelled that she gave birth to me and that made it her day. I said that wasn't how it worked and that this was my day and my day alone. And then my friends all backed me up. The band was even telling my mother off. One even called her a hag if i recall correctly well deserved suddenly she was looking everywhere at everybody and you could see it finally click to her just how much of a scene she was making i don't know if you've ever seen everyone in a bar go dead silent while staring at one person but they did and one of the employees just pointed to the door and told her to leave the girl i've been dancing with seemingly on cue also grabbed my arm and told me to just ignore my mother and have a good time my mother then had a mental breakdown and ran out of the bar loudly crying like a girl who just had her prom day ruined my dad didn't follow instead he just ordered another beer the rest of the evening was a blast because after the bar we all went back to my best friend's house and played old video games Drunk Mario Kart is surprisingly fun. The next time I saw my mother, she acted like the events of my 21st birthday never happened. And on my 22nd birthday, I celebrated the same way at the same bar. My mother showed up for that one too, but she didn't try and pull any of the same rubbish she did before. And she walked out in the middle of the party when I was dancing with my then girlfriends. Later that year, I moved away and my mother hasn't attended any of my birthdays since. All right, now it's pretty clear that your mother is a crazy woman, but I don't really care. I don't want to talk about that. Can we talk for a second about Drunk Mario Kart, please? Because that is elite. Listen, if you've never played before, this is what you do. You get three of your pals and you, you sit down and you prepare for the race of a lifetime. Everybody gets a beer or any drink in front of them in a full glass. And what you have to do is before finishing the race, you have to finish your drink. Now, whilst you're drinking, you cannot have your hands on the Wii remote or the steering wheel, whatever you use. You got to put it down have your drink, make sure that's finished before you cross the finish line after three laps. If not, you forfeit it. Now, the person who comes last, if you will do it correctly and finish your drinks by the time you cross the line, has to do a shot. And there you go. That is Drunk Mario Kart. Play it now. and enjoy. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Enjoy it. Parents try controlling my life and freak out when I take back control. My parents don't seem to understand what boundaries are. Since I was 11 years old, I've had problems with my parents. I'm now 18, so it's been well over seven years. Well, on a particular day in December 2021, I got in a fight with my boyfriend. We weren't screaming at each other, but I was getting angry over stupid things and started raising my voice. My mother overheard the fight since she was near my room and decided to barge into it. Instead of asking what's wrong or what's going on, she started trying to get me off the phone. I declined and asked her to leave at least three times before shutting the door in her face as she wouldn't go. She then opened my door again and started to scream at me to hand her my phone. This is where I started to get annoyed as I'm a grown adult handling my relationship. So I said no multiple times to her. This turned into a fight between my mother and I, as me handling my own relationship wasn't good enough for her and she wanted to intrude on it. As my mother and I keep going back and forth, my father comes into my room. Once entering my room, he proceeds to start screaming at me to hand them my phone. I still decline. At this point, I've hung up and show them I have. But that wasn't good enough for them. They wanted to take it further and start threatening to take my car. It was a gift in 2020 and my dad is still paying it off, so it's in his name. I still said to them, no, because I haven't done anything wrong. They start getting in my face, screaming at me. I give them my phone because I'm sick of fighting with them. And no matter how much I walk away, they keep getting in my face. But since I didn't immediately hand them my phone, my dad tried reaching for my purse where my car key was. I grabbed my purse. My dad and I fought till my purse broke and he took my car key right then. I was then screamed at for around 30 minutes because I didn't hand over my stuff immediately to them. Well, fast forward a few hours and we finally sit down to talk about what happened. For a little background context, my boyfriend overheard some of the argument with my parents and knows the past of what they've done. So he doesn't like them too much, but he has been very polite and respectful to them throughout the almost two years we've been dating. Even when they treated me like absolute trash, he's kept on being respectful. No hateful comments to them, and he's gone above and beyond helping me with many aspects of my life. Back to the story. My parents text my boyfriend after taking away all my stuff, telling him I would be grounded for a while. My parents never give a time of how long, no matter the punishment. So in a response, he told them that he feels sorry for me because of the way my parents treat me like I'm a mistake and as if I'm like my sister. Now that's another story for another time. Just know she's a dropout in high school, did beer runs and stole frequently, had to be put in a girl's home and mental hospitals when she was a minor and is only 21 yet is having her second kid. And he would gladly open his home to me so I'm not left being treated in such a fashion anymore. This in turn made my parents very angry. So they texted him back saying that he should keep his mouth shut and stay out of things he shouldn't be involved in before it gets bad for him. But even though I didn't see the message, I was punished further for it. I then had to listen to my parents degrade him as an overall human because he sent a message to them about their behavior towards me calling him many names such as a wuss and abusive. I asked them why they think he's abusive and they cited our argument that happened that day. But when I told them they only heard me speaking, my tone of voice, etc., they tried to pull the, I don't know what I'm talking about and I should shut up and listen because they know what's best. I still continue to stand up for my boyfriend because he's done nothing wrong, especially not being labeled abusive. 
He's never called me names, hurt me physically, or done anything in the realm of abusive. My parents, on the other hand, have. And when their behaviors are shown to other people outside of the people in my household, they tend to freak out and blame the other one to be abusive, controlling, and not good for me. Well, I wasn't going to take it this time. And I stood up for my boyfriend, telling them he's not abusive or a wuss and that they shouldn't be calling him that. They continued to try to manipulate me into thinking he was, even putting in the fact that he doesn't know what parents are like since his mum was absent in his life and his dad was an alcoholic. This angered me, but I kept my composure and told them to not say that type of stuff about him. But because I even defended him, I then wasn't allowed to talk to him, hang out with him, or any of my friends till my dad got to talk face-to-face with my boyfriend. They then also tried to take away my dream job that I was getting since I'd be working with my boyfriend's stepmom. Now, her giving me this was really a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Well, I didn't agree with any of that. Especially since I wouldn't be able to get an opportunity to work in that field till after college And that my boyfriend doesn't need to talk to them about the message I see nothing wrong with it since they were called out on their bs since I didn't agree again They ended the talk and they tried to pull the you know I love and care for you card to try and breadcrumb me into forgiving them for their behavior This just fueled the hatred inside of me because they never looked at their mistakes as parents and how much over the years They've hurt me as a human instead They tried to be materialistic at times and get me things which I am grateful for But it doesn't excuse their behavior at the end of the night around four hours at most later They had very loud sex in their bedroom that I could hear from the kitchen This really spoke to me because they rarely have sex and this seemed disgusting Especially after what had happened that day So in turn once I got my old phone and car back. I bought a new phone for myself I plan on getting my own phone line I blocked my father from accessing my bank account and I really haven't been home much at all And when I am i'm hiding in my bedroom. This includes my birthday, too I was in my room the whole time then went to a friend's and spent the night there To this day, I barely try to talk to them and I plan on moving out very soon. The only thing stopping me is completing high school and college. It's dual credits. I'm doing college and AP classes in high school, so I'm taking very difficult classes while also working my dream job with my boyfriend's stepmom. But that's my story. Thanks for reading it and writing it has really helped me out in a lot of ways. Well, OP, it's pretty clear to me that your parents have some pretty significant control issues. Wow. I mean, I didn't even know that parents like that even existed in this world. OP, I'm so sorry that you've had to deal with them for your entire life. Yeah, as you said, looking to get out as quickly as you can seems pretty wise. It's just very horrible, isn't it? Like living in your own home and feeling as if you have to hide from your own parents because they're that disgusting. Ugh. Wow, what a toxic toxic place to live. I think the crazy thing is now that like op is 18 like they are an adult yet Their parents are still crazy controlling trying to get in a conversation between her and her boyfriend is actually nuts But grounding an 18 year old surely that's not I mean like you can't actually that's actually illegal If they were genuinely holding you there against your will as an 18 year old That is actually illegal Like if you called the police and they'd come they would have forced your parents to stop forcing you to stay inside Like you can't do that to an 18 year old. That's nuts now moving on to our second entitled parent story of this episode entitled mum forced attendance to over glorified church function to show off my kid gets embarrassed this story always brings a smile to my face 
and I figured I'd share some semi-lightheartedness and background as an icebreaker before moving on to the more frustrating experiences. While I have a decent relationship with my mother, she went through a midlife crisis where she hard transitioned from a bi-pseudo-pagan wild child to a straight-laced and evangelized social and corporate ladder climber. Many things were forced upon myself and my sibling, who was a couple years younger than me. It seemed like our entitled mum was never satisfied as she became obsessed with presentation of our and her status and turned into a rather controlling and semi-manipulative snooty booty, a quasi-Karen, if you will. The funny part is our background is humble hill folk, a fact I don't let her forget ever. So, some highlights. She subjected all my friends to moral and economic scrutiny and treated the ones whose parents weren't also adequately elevated as members of a servant class, only allowing stayovers when yard work or labor was required. I get picked up at 6 a.m. the next day if away from home. She would also pay the better off ones more for the value of their labor. My girlfriends were also never up to her standards and I always caught an earful and had my interests and hobbies constantly pooped on. We upgraded three houses in seven years and we swapped cars constantly to whatever made her look good for the trend of the time. Going from a fancy SUV to a fancy sports car to a smart car to a fancy hybrid. She even put a dog through college. She paid someone else to take it to dog shows. And finally, I had no choice in whether or not I went to a four-year college, despite wanting to take my gen eds at a two-year. Thankfully, I didn't have to take a loan and escape portaled via the military. Even then, while she no longer could cajole, threaten, or command me to do what she wanted, she was constantly pressuring me to push away old friends and my then fiance, now spouse, so they wouldn't drag me down. And she now resorts to whining and begging as her default manipulation tactic. Anyway, now onto the story. A couple of years after I left, she upgraded husbands, enter stepdad, and joined his large Baptist church community. She definitely touts the born-again evangelized lifestyle, and while I have no overt dislike for religion, lapsed Catholic, having now experienced a fair chunk of the world in my travels, I find many Americanized Christian churches, or organized religion itself for that matter, to be self-licking ice cream cones, rife with us versus themisms, and in-crowd backpatting all around. Not much outward charity, humility, or turning of the cheek to be found. In my humble opinion, her new church was no exception. With an abundance of frosty blonde hair biddy divas in white and silver sequin dresses and shawls sitting up front, all around cattily judging and rumor milling away. Fast forward, still pre-COVID, and we have a kid, who's roughly one and a half years old at that point, and we go home to visit our families for the holidays. My entitled mums and stepdad's church is putting on a holiday pageant, showcasing the nativity and life of Jesus. Lots of money thrown around, including an outdoor recreation of the Jerusalem market, a Roman court, a carpentry shop, and the manger with animals, all of which are fully costumed and props. She first asks us if we'd like to go to it. We decline, as we have the kid and it's winter, have our own plans, etc. A drawn-out, cringe-filled discussion ensues, in which she admits to having already bought the tickets for us and hints the event as a partial condition to staying at her house for the visits. There may have been tears and begging involved at some point. We eventually acquiesce and attend the event, so much eye-rolling. 
don't worry, I get to tell her no plenty of times. Because it's a massive church, they organize by ticket lot number. And go figure, the church elite had first pick of tickets. So they all get first go-arounds and are lumped together. So we were the second or third group at the doors. The woodshop scene was pain incarnate for anyone who knows anything about wood. The actor was running a dull block plane over an unclamped 2x4, which alternated in producing the nails on a chalkboard squeak sound and chunking into the grain, throwing the block of wood off the table to clatter at the feet of the audience. The market scene was cool and almost living history worthy, including the smell of stone oven baked bread. But we spent all of 20 seconds in there pushing you through to the next station, not even getting to check out the market. The manger scene is where the magic happened. They had a lifted stage in the parking lots with the nativity crew and bales of straw for crowd seating below. We get seated in the front left and the actors are about in the middle of the act getting ready to present baby Jesus to the wise men when a sound to the right of stage draws my munchkin's attentions. Buck buck! My mum was loosely holding the child who jumps off her lap and screams, Chimkins! proceeding to dart up the steps with surprising agility, sprinting across the stage before God himself and the church notables to reach the chickens that were stuffed into wooden crates in the corner. Mum jumps up and follows the kid the long way around, not daring to break across the stage, being subjected to an even number of chuckles and haughty glares. She reaches the kid, who'd yoinked up a handful of the straw bedding and loose feathers from the crates whilst trying to pet the birds, and she attempted to carry away the now screaming toddler. In retaliation, when my entitled mum tried to calm the child down while walking back to their seat, the kid gave a single lip quiver before hitting the evil toddler button and artfully depositing the respectedly sized wad of crushed straw, bird feces, and feathers down my mum's shirt. We left about 50 minutes later because my entitled mum was starting to itch something fierce. I love my kid. Now this story is just great because look nothing too serious happened it was a funny moment and it's really good you know a little bit of karma being forced to go to an event that you don't want to go to something you think is just way over the top and unnecessary and you'd rather just not have to do and then your own kid becoming the center of attention and taking away from the entire point of the whole thing it's just really good innocent great but it makes your entitled mum, you know mad and that's what we all want really making entitled people feel bad it's a good thing they get a taste of their own medicine surely i mean can you imagine how cute that is by the way chimkins that's just cute i'm sorry it's cute than anything else going on stage that's for sure oh and i almost forgot your mum having that stuff down her shirt wow just brilliant it really is i give away a lot of my child's stuff on facebook marketplace for free when they outgrow it The amount of parents that expect me to deliver it to them for free is astounding. Whenever my child outgrows something, I try to give it to another family that needs it. I usually clean the item up and post it with pickup only and a generalized area of where I live. Usually, with everything I post, I get at least one person message me a sob story about how they don't have a car and they ask me to deliver it. I don't deliver because I'm already trying to do a nice thing by giving away stuff that I could easily sell. I've given away high chairs, bouncers, ride-on cars, and once an entire kid's outdoor play castle with a slide. I had one woman ask me to deliver it and then get mad at me because I refused to put the castle on hold for her because she was going to ask around to see if someone she knew could come get it. She then demanded to know if I had any other kids' things I could give her for free because I 
wasted my time right now i'm trying to give away overnight pull-up diapers it's half a pack sealed it's free it says what area i'm close to so people can decide if it's too far to drive to come and get it before they message me i got one person messaged me asking where i live i gave them the general area and they said oh no it's too far i don't have a car but i really want this can you drop it off i live in a town that's 45 minutes away i told them i wasn't planning on driving to that town anytime soon and asked for gas money and they replied i thought they were free it'd be cheaper for me to just go and buy diapers i don't have a car so i was hoping you'd bring them to me it's always with the kids stuff i give away for free i'm tired of being treated like a butthole for not wanting to drive all over the place to deliver stuff for free look i'm trying to be nice but i'm not a freaking charity Well, I guess for some people free just isn't good enough. It's pretty crazy, right? You're literally getting this item for free All you got to do is make a short journey to go and pick it up Something that costs money and could be sold but no you're getting it for free But you're too lazy to even do that and not just that you want them to deliver it to you for free It is pretty crazy I've got to say like the person saying that they could just go and buy some diapers Yeah, of course you could but actually you'd have to pay money to get them. These ones are free Like I don't get it. How is free not good enough now for our next story? Entitled mum gets me permanently banned from my martial arts classes for permanently disabling her son Before I start this story, I have to add a little bit of backstory I am a 19 year old male and when I was younger 14 I used to do taekwondo classes I was a black belt at the time and I really enjoyed it We had a few incidents where parents would take their aggressive kids into classes for a free trial But they were mostly dealt with by the instructor but nothing makes my blood boil like this incident. I did Taekwondo on every Tuesday and Thursday for around an hour. On Thursdays, I was in an age requirement class, which was 13 plus. So most kids had common sense and it was tougher than Tuesdays, which had no age requirements. And I was helping the instructor teach as I'd done training for it, which helped me with getting a job because I was planning on working in a place like that. So one Tuesday afternoon, 10 minutes after the class had started an entitled mum runs up the stairs making a ruckus with her whining entitled kid who looked to be around seven years old the instructor lets me know that i'll take over for a while as he goes and assists the entitled mum and her kid while i'm showing the class who were mostly young kids around seven to nine how to do a certain punch the entitled kid bursts through the door and runs straight over to the punching bags he proceeds to push me over as i was crouching and starts punching the bag i stand up immediately and say to the entitled kid in a semi-unhappy tone hey you can't be doing that to others he immediately stopped punching the bag and says i kid you not off you i stare in shock at the kid who was younger than most people in the room that was using language that i wouldn't even use on my worst day the kid then skips away like nothing happened while still in shock i continue the class as i would tell the instructor after he returned about the incidents i look over to the entitled kid who was saying something to his entitled mum, which i assume was about me while she was purchasing a uniform she stops and looks over to me in pure disgust then says something to the instructor who had a confused look That is when another kid grabbed my arm and asked for help with a punch I gladly go over and help him to get out of that situation About 10 minutes later the entitled kid comes out of the toilets wearing a uniform with a wet stain on it already Which we can all agree on what it was 
and proceeds to start talking to the other kids about his minecraft world luckily the instructor overheard this and went over to tell the kid to listen or sit out in which he replies fine the instructor informs me that he will take over again and i should put the punching bags back i do as he says and then go and grab a drink and sit down while waiting for him to call for me in a demonstration in which he does for a certain hair grab escape after the demonstration the class partners up ready to have a go with each other then the entitled kid comes up to me with the biggest grin on his face and asks if he can be my partner I reluctantly agree as he pulls my arm while running into a spot and says he wants to grab my hair first I knew exactly what he was going to do, but I gave him the benefit of the doubts He then grabs my hair with his full force laughs and pulls me in to which I respond by kicking the back of his leg So that he'd fall over onto a mat by the way when he fell He decided not to let go of my hair But actually pull me down with him by doing so he pulled some of my hair out So I yelled at him saying why in the heck would you do that at this point? His entitled mum looks over and says to me you little idiot get the f off my son you pedo I start to stand up while holding my head and the entitled kid starts yelling. He can't feel my leg The mum comes over and whacks me straight in the face with her handbag as the instructor comes up and yells at us to get out I grab my bag and walk out the door with a giant bruise on my face now a bit later as i wait for the bus a car pulls up to me and it's none other than the entitled mum and the entitled kid themselves the mum says you'll be hearing from us very soon my son is now permanently disabled and you're gonna pay for all the bills she then grabs a full water bottle and throws it at me speeding off with her kid grinning fast forward a couple of days later and i receive an email from my taekwondo class saying i'm banned from the place for badly injuring a child and that i wouldn't receive a refund for the rest of the year's classes now i'm actually writing this story because i was recently unbanned from the place as the company is running short on members and is going to shut down if they can't keep up i hope you enjoyed my first story Wow, so as I was reading that story, the whole time, pretty much, I thought I was gonna, you know, turn the camera on and talk about this horrible entitled mum and a horrible kid. But in reality, that's actually not important. What's more crazy to me than their behavior is the fact that you were banned by your own taekwondo gym whatever it's called like that it's just ridiculous like i'm pretty sure your boss could see how horrible this woman and the kid was yet he bans you because the kid pulls some of your hair out and the mum just straight up lies saying that the kid was permanently disabled like get a backbone lad what are you doing it's even more shameless that he then says you know what actually yeah we're running low on members uh i'm gonna unban you come back embarrassing What a joke. Like, I'm sorry, this guy was just willing to throw you under the bus for this Karen. Please don't go back there, OP. Find another Taekwondo dojo, whatever it's called. Don't go back to that one. That guy's an embarrassment. And now for our third story of today's episode. I blew up on my parents for allowing others to use my hygienic stuff. For context, I am an 18-year-old girl and I live with my father, mother, my 12-year-old brother, and my 21-year-old cousin. I share a bathroom with my brother and my cousin. I already clean up after them in the bathroom by rinsing out the sink picking up their dirty clothes and cleaning the whole thing If they spill something and don't clean it up, I do I've complained to my parents many times about this because it's disgusting I'm talking very gross like they'll pee on the floor all over the toilet, etc I don't want to clean up afterwards and I shouldn't be made to clean up afterwards 
However, my father always puts the burden onto me when it comes to deep cleaning the bathroom and no one else. Like I've asked them to clean it too, since they'll use the bathroom like me, but no, I'm the only one who cleans it. Well, recently I bought myself mouthwash to keep up my hygiene. I asked my cousin and brother not to use it because that's disgusting for others to use my mouthwash because of backwash and other things. It's a more expensive mouthwash, so it's got a powerful smell of mint. Pretty much, you can tell when I use it and I can tell if anyone else has. So, I walk into my bathroom and I smell the mint mouthwash. I look and the level is lower than it was this morning. I knock on my brother's door and ask if he used it. He said, no, but cousin did. It's not even yours anyway, so don't worry about it. I said, no, it is mine and don't use it. My parents started yelling, hey, hey, to try and get me to shut up. But I said, no, nobody should be using my freaking mouthwash. That's freaking disgusting. Then I close the bathroom door to use the restroom. I then hear my mother and father tell my brother, don't tell your cousin he can use the mouthwash. Then not even five minutes later, my mum texts me saying, hey, let's try not to worry about petty things. Being overall bossy and unwilling to share isn't a good way to be. So what if you bought it? We're a family and we share as one. I don't mean for this to make you mad. It's just getting upset and uptight over material things is very petty. I love you. Now, this obviously annoyed me even more because even if they are family, some things we shouldn't share as one, especially hygienic things. I don't mind sharing when it comes to things that can be borrowed and not cause me any trouble, but hygienic things are a whole different thing. So I responded with, I'm not worrying about petty things, but using my mouthwash isn't cool. That's disgusting. I don't care if I bought it or not. That's just plain disgusting. It's like using my toothbrush and that isn't okay. That is exactly what I was going to say. I wouldn't care if it isn't something hygienic, but it is. So I'm going to get upset over it. Me asking who's used it and asking them not to use it is perfectly fine. If you want to get them their own mouthwash, all power to you, but I don't want mine used. That is so disgusting. Mum never responded to my message, but I know I'll continue to be upset at her for allowing my brother and cousin to use my hygienic things. Oh, and also some extra detail. I forgot to mention this earlier, but this is also what makes me even more annoyed at them. I have a heart problem of some sorts. I'm not sure yet. haven't got it medically figured out, but if I get sick with anything or have any diseases and stuff transferred to me by them using my hygienic products, it could cause me massive heart pain. Any added stress does as well. That's why I'm very serious about keeping my stuff to myself and communicating well on it. I can't afford to get sick as it causes me worry of my heart. This problem's been going on for over six months now and my whole family knows about it, but then they choose to do this sort of stuff and risk it with me. Wow, well, that makes it even worse. The fact that in the first place, they know how conscious you are over your health, but then, you know, they also know about your heart condition and that getting ill will really have an impact on your life, a serious, very risky impact, and they still use your hygienic things. Yeah, that's pretty disgusting, especially after you've told them. Look, don't get me wrong. I agree. You should share with your family the majority of things. That's absolutely fine. But stuff like, yeah, mouthwash, toothpaste, just I don't know anything like that. That's disgusting to share. It's also very very strange Don't do that and don't force your kids to do that weird My dad is driving me crazy while I try and grieve So 
My husband unexpectedly passed away just over a week ago and to top it off a week to the day of his passing I got COVID. We have five amazing children together who are special needs and I was blessed with two amazing stepsons My dad who is 81 years old is a narcissist who's always believed he can control me For example, he once threatened to have me placed in a psych ward even though I was an adult if I didn't do as he wanted Due to this, I'm screening his calls during this period and what calls we do have are small and brief The other day, I was dealing with my husband's affairs and I get an abusive voice message with him yelling at me that My phone doesn't work Then today, he calls me and I reassured him that even though I'm sick, I'm okay He responds with You sound sad. Well, yes, I'm sad. My husband's gone and I miss him. My dad replies, Well, you can't be sad. You've got kids you need to care for. Now, this was not said in a it will be okay voice, but a get over it kind of way. I lost it. I yelled that I'm allowed to be upset, that my husband is dead, but yes, I know I have children to think of and that they are my priority. I found it so ironic as he always put his second wife before his own children The first phone call i'd had with him after my husband passed He kept going on about how he was feeling and how this made him feel and what he needed to do Mind you he'd only met my husband back in august and my husband avoided him unless it was to support me I also found out he's been calling my brother complaining that i'm not talking to him and how i'm neglecting his needs i've rang his residence and support services and explained the situation and told them to step up as i'm stepping out at the moment get this bloke out of your life like who cares who he is what why is he going on about his needs and all that rubbish i mean it doesn't matter why has he got no compassion it's very very strange like your own daughter's husband has just died your son-in-law and you're like oh don't care get over it be there for the kids crazy that like literally i'm sorry but like the last thing you need right now is this guy in your life go no contact Contact. It sounds like you're trying to anyway. Yeah, don't visit him. Tell him to F off. Wow, what a terrible person. Now for our next story. My mum threw away half of my clothes while I wasn't home. I am a 19-year-old girl, and my mum always tends to be overdramatic and entitled. Often using the I pay for everything you have and I can take it all away argument if I try and disagree with her. But we recently got into a fight because I just couldn't keep my mouth shut. She's always nagging me to get rid of my clothes because I have a lot of them Not a strange amount It's just my closet is small and they don't all fit in there and my dresser is also overflowing But I pay for all of them and I love all of them and they're not hurting anybody Most of them are nice and pricey too I grew up around my dad's family and they've always been lower middle class So I never had nice clothes Now I buy myself nice clothes regularly because I love being able to afford them and I love wearing them My mum, however says I don't wear all of them and need to get rid of half of them Which is hypocritical because she spends hundreds of dollars a month on clothes and also has more than she could ever store or wear Lately, i've been working a lot and doing school. So my room has gotten a little messy I decided to clean it and noticed that I was missing a ton of clothes Some stuff that I loved and wore all the time I was able to write a list of specific items I was missing and everything I told my mum about it and she said Wow, that's crazy We'll have to look for those tomorrow They're probably somewhere in the house A few nights ago, she was at work And I was looking for a shirt I wanted to wear to a party I couldn't find it anywhere and I was getting stressed Feeling like I was going crazy Because all my clothes were gone And nobody knew where they went 
I asked my stepdad about it and he told me that my mum had gone through my room weeks prior and bagged up a ton of clothes indiscriminately saying I'd never notice and that I had too many and that I should have listened to her when she said to get rid of them. He told me she made him take two bags full to Goodwill while she was bagging up another. He said that he'd been waiting for me to ask because he didn't think it was okay and he wanted to tell me. He just didn't want to tell me directly because he promised her he wouldn't. I was livid. I went through her room to see if there were any left and I went through the entire house. Nothing. She got home and I was crying an absolute mess because some of the clothes she got rid of were sentimental to me She was mad at me for being mad and I called her out saying I know what she did and there was no use trying to lie about it I told her I paid for my stuff and she had no right to get rid of any of it And she was so entitled it didn't even make sense I told her to stay away from my room and anything that I paid for with my money because it's not her business And if she ever touched my things again, i'd move out and she'd never see me or our dog again She absolutely despises my dad and his family So I threatened to move in with them and never speak with her again Then I left She had one bag of clothes left that she hadn't yet taken to goodwill and she put it in my room while I was gone But it wasn't enough. I wanted all of my clothes back Not just the few she could scrounge up She probably took about 300 to 400 dollars worth of clothes Clothes that I worked hard to be able to pay for and then got mad at me for accusing her of stealing But what else could it be called? She hasn't apologized, but she's not yelling anymore I'm not down to forget this ever happened though I told her it's not her business what I do with my money and she needs to butt out and I expect an apology Now, i'm sorry op you deserve much more than just a little trashy apology You deserve 300 to 400 dollars or actually even more because some of the clothes that your mum has given away are sentimental And you know, you can't really buy that can you it doesn't have a price So look if I were you i'd be asking for 500 dollars at least from your mum to pay for all the clothes that she's just Got rid of for no real reason. Like, what actually is she doing? It's very strange, and as you say, very hypocritical. I would say though, try and find your clothes. Like, you know they're in a Goodwill's, right? Try and find your local one. They may still be in there, or at least some of the clothes will be there. You can buy them back cheap, but definitely get money off your mum. An apology is not good enough. She is an absolute cow. What is with this woman? Also, your stepdad's a little rat, by the way. I mean, it's a bit harsh, but he is. Why is he, he? He said he knew he was in the wrong, right, for taking the clothes to Goodwill, but he still did it. Like, is he just absolutely whipped by your mum? Clearly he is but a bit snaky. Come on lad expected better from you The mum's crazy, but you saying oh, yeah, sorry I was gonna ask you but I didn't because I didn't want to upset your mum. You're a pal That is all you are and that's all you'll ever be and now for our third story Entitled mum's son tried to trample my kid at a trampoline park This happened last weekend and i'm still angry about the whole thing My husband and I decided to take our child to have some fun at the small trampoline park we have in our city Now, our child is very young, but old enough to be allowed inside the park. It's important to know that there is a small area for smaller children, but all areas of the park are clearly marked with height requirements. Not once did we take our child out of the designated areas for them. One area of the park had these smaller trampolines all next to each other. One cool feature was they had trampolines against the walls so people could really bounce around. One important rule was only one person was allowed per trampoline and you're not allowed to bounce in another person's square This is important The park is semi-busy and we pick the far corner of the park to take our child to bounce My husband is bouncing with our child and i'm just hanging back taking pictures and videos I've got bad knees. I don't do well on trampolines Here enters the entitled kid 
This boy is bouncing around all over the place screaming and yelling Yeah, look, it's a trampoline park, but this kid was freaking obnoxious. His mum, the entitled mum of the story, was just sitting on a bench, playing on her phone and hardly looking at her kid. The boy was constantly going into others' personal spaces, cutting lines to the fun obstacle courses and even pushing kids out of his way. I saw an employee try and talk to the entitled mum twice, but she just seemed to ignore her. Why she wasn't kicked out then and there, I have no idea. The only reason I even saw all this was because the boy and his screaming was pretty hard to miss. My husband and child are having a ball bouncing around. My child is laughing and content to just stay in their little trampoline square. My kid didn't even care about bouncing into other squares. Now, here is where the entitled kid messed up. The boy begins bouncing around the small trampolines, not looking or caring about anyone else in the area. He cut into several other people's areas, constantly breaking the rules. I'm angry it wasn't my intention to be a karen about it but i found an employee and told him that i'm scared for my kids safety as well as the other kids in the area then i heard the screaming i turned to see my husband trying to comfort our kid who was screaming their head off while huddled on the bottom of his trampoline the entitled kid was still laughing and bouncing around i don't even think and rush forward to my kid i asked what happened and my husband who is infuriated tells me the entitled kid was bouncing around and my husband asked him to be careful because our child was bouncing in the square next to him well the kid ignored him and jumped right into the same square my kid went flying into the air and fell hard onto the trampoline the entitled kid laughed and continued bouncing around had our child not been hurt my husband and i probably would have tried to kill the kid the employee also angry rushed to the entitled mum, who was still sitting down ignoring her own kid i couldn't hear what the employee initially said but the entitled mum stood and clearly looked angry why the hell do i have to leave my son's done nothing wrong the employer replies now loud and very angry your kid's been breaking the rules ever since he started bouncing We should have made you leave earlier, but I was too nice about it and I tried to give you the chance to parent your kid. Now he's hurt another child. You need to take your son and leave now. The entitled mum looks in our direction and I'm glaring as my child is still crying in my arms. That kid is too young for this park anyway. Those parents should have never brought them here. That child is within the height requirements for the park. Enough is enough. Take your son and leave before I call the police replied the employee there was a lot more cussing out of the entitled mum, but she ultimately took her now screaming and crying kid and left unfortunately our child wasn't really up for bouncing after that so we decided to leave we were at that park for less than 30 minutes the employee did come over to apologize for not making them leave earlier and she gave us vouchers for free entry next time we want to come and bounce our child is okay a couple of bruises but nothing major mcdonald's and ice cream made them feel better but i hope i never see that entitled mum and her kid again if i do i'll probably try and strangle them look guys those of you that know me well will know that i'm not the biggest fan of murder but in this case it seems very reasonable and logical get it done get these guys out of here i mean wow one comment here says super glue the hands to her phone and her butt to the chair yeah that seems reasonable as well entitled lady calls me the r word instantly banned from the only two stores in our town growing up i struggled a lot with math i just couldn't make it work and as a result i was often called stupid useless 
and the infamous R word by my tutors and often locked in a room by myself during math class so they didn't even have to deal with me from first to 10th grade. This obviously had a negative effect on me. Hearing that word now instantly throws me back to those horrible years and how I was treated. I was diagnosed with dyscalculia or math dyslexia when I was 24 years old. I am 27 now. This incident happened in December. For some context, the lady that called me the R word had been a regular customer for a long, long time. Long before I even started working at the store three years ago. But it was only about two years ago that she started to treat me the way that she did. She was always a bit grumpy and rude, but nothing unusual. About two years ago, I was falsely accused of stealing money from our elderly neighbor by her relatives, which turned out to be a lie. The elderly lady, let's call her Mary, who has passed away, was an old family friend of ours, in a way. Like a third grandmother to me, as she was a close friend of my maternal grandmother, and she celebrated birthdays and Christmases with us. She had simply lent a small sum of money to me so I could pay off some debts, and by the time these accusations began to make their way around town, I'd already paid the amount back. I've got a whole list of other stories about her deadbeat entitled relatives, but that is for another time. But the entitled lady of this story is one of those who judges you despite having all the facts. She decided to go from disliking me to absolutely hating me in a matter of a day. One day after these rumors began to spread, she began to become extremely agitated. For instance, if I asked her if she wanted a receipt, she would roll her eyes and snap, Of course, I'm a regular here, and you know I always want my receipts when it comes to the likes of you. I knew that. However, it is store policy to ask if they want a receipt, as it is in all stores. She also cussed me out for being too kind to a child who had gone into the pick and mix and taken some candy and proceeded to cuss out the mother, telling her, We're in the middle of a pandemic, but I guess you wouldn't know that wherever you're from. The woman was a woman of color. Not that it matters, but it seemed clear to me that she said it with racist intent and she reported me to the boss for not taking it seriously enough. I did take it seriously. I talked to the mother who then told her son why that was not an okay thing to do and I shut down the pick and mix to clean it out and sanitize it. The entitled lady would also not acknowledge me at all. Even if I said hello to her at the store, keeping her head down and avoiding the area that I was in. Not that it bothered me that much, In fact, I found it a bit amusing that my mere existence would trigger someone so bad for no legitimate reason whatsoever. Until this December. December is a busy month for our little grocery store. The only one out of two in our town. And of course, it was a hectic day with a lot of customers. I had already been at work for a few hours when this entitled lady came through to the checkout. I processed her groceries and at the end of the transaction, I ask her if she wants the receipts. This is how it went down. Would you like the receipt, mom? She looks me dead in the eye. I have a question for you. Yes, mom? Are you just dense or are you completely I was actually so stunned, I just stared at her for a moment. Before I could react though, another sweet old lady snapped at her. (gasps) What kind of language is that? How dare you? I'm a regular at the store. She should remember who I am and my needs. It doesn't matter if you're a regular. It's her job to ask. It's not her job to be spoken to like that. I don't trust her. She stole money from Mary. I knew Mary and I know OP. 
Mary was like a third grandmother to her. She wouldn't dream of doing something like that. Shame on you. By now, I was on the verge of tears, and I excused myself as I called for my coworker, leaving the checkout to go hide in the break room where I instantly broke down in tears. 15 or so minutes later, my manager comes into the break room. I tell her my side of the story and how the woman behaved in general towards me. She then tells me to take the day off to calm down and talk to my therapist and said that she would find someone to cover my shift. She knows my history and she was actually the one who suggested that I get tested for dyscalculia when I started working for her and to not worry about the entitled lady. It was my last shift of the year. So I didn't hear what had happened until I came into work just a few days ago I was told that the woman had been banned from the store The sweet old lady plus a bunch of other witnesses in the line had testified to my manager about her outburst and were outraged This allowed her to go to higher ranks to have the woman banned indefinitely The other grocery store up the street from us caught wind of the incident and decided to ban her as well Apparently, I wasn't the only store clerk who she terrorized in the area The entitled lady now has to drive for over an hour to get to a grocery store Well, at least this story had a very positive ending. It's a shame that you had to be terrorized for this to happen in the first place, OP. But now, think of the inconvenience for this woman for the rest of her life if she decides to stay in the area. One hour drive, return trip, just to get groceries. That is terrible. Very much deserved, but terrible nonetheless. I also love that other people in the store stood up for you. It would have been so much easier for the sweet old lady not to say anything, but, you know, she was super brave, stood up for you, and for people in general i guess in a way or people with dyslexia dyscalculia stuff like that and put a foot down and say you know what you can't say that that is wrong you're a disgrace get out of her now moving on to our second post now this one comes from r slash entitled people hr expects me to work for free i completed my graduation from a pretty prestigious university in my country and moved back home as my parents weren't doing so well although i had an attractive degree I had no previous job experience or connections as everyone I knew moved on from the dead-end city I was living in. I applied for internships and tried walk-ins to no avail. Finally, a friend shared a job posting for a sales job at a prestigious publishing firm. Not a job I was going for at all, but at that point in time, I was desperate. I go in for the interview and had a great time meeting the team. There were a total of three rounds with people being cut at each. Now, the stipend they were offering was already extremely low, $215 a month. But I figured I could move on to better places or even go higher up in the company with time. Within a couple of days, they called me with a job offer. I was absolutely ecstatic as I could finally start contributing to the house, albeit quite measly. We discussed timings, shifts, and then just as she was about to hang up, I asked, the salary is the same as what was posted on the job site right she said though that she had no idea what i was talking about she was the hr and that i should be grateful for getting a step in so early in my career she went on about the training they provide which would cost me thousands anywhere else again it was a sales job the connections i would make and the exposure finally she said that i was expected to work for free at this point i was speechless and asked for how long She said at least six months until I could prove my mettle. I politely said no, and the floodgates came loose. With her calling my generation entitled, how we didn't value work, expected to be given everything on a plate, ETC. 
At this point, I simply hung up. She called me a couple of times more, but I ignored them until she called me a third time, offering me $100 a month. I said no, more yelling. I blocked her. A couple of months later, my uncle, who lived in the national capital and had a business, decided to open a chain in the city and recruited me to help around the business and learn. And yes, he did pay me much more than I deserved, to be honest. I also updated my LinkedIn profile. A few days passed by and my uncle called me to the office, turned his desktop around so I could see a message. It was the HR woman from before messaging my uncle about how rude, unprofessional and destructive I was and how I left them hanging, costing the company valuable resources. I was speechless and after I told him the whole story, we had a good laugh. Needless to say, I blocked her from my LinkedIn after that. All right, so let me get this straight. Three rounds of interviews for a sales job in which you're expected to earn zero dollars for six months. That is ludicrous. What's even crazier is that they said initially on the website that you would be getting money. Now look, don't get me wrong. It wasn't a lot. It was what, $250 or something per month. The maximum they went to was $100 a month. What's that? $25 a week, about $4 a day. Is that enough to live on? Are you joking? Now look, I don't want to do even more maths here, but I will. Because say you were working nine to five, eight hours a day, that would be 50 cents per hour that is less than you would get from walking around the streets of the city and looking for coins on the floor are you sorry that's ridiculous hey i gotta say by the way thank god it was your uncle's company who you were working for and not some other company who may well have believed what this woman was saying i'm sure if she's coming from a reputable company like the one she works for and is the head of the hr department that would worry me as an employer but wow the fact that she is just going on a tirade trying to cancel your entire career terrible lucky though that your uncle knew you well enough to know that was all a load of rubbish good for you for not taking the job now moving on to our third post neighbor lets herself in while i am home alone i was to my knowledge alone and taking a shower as my parents had gone out to run an errand i had the window in the shower slightly ajar so that i could hear when my parents pulled into the driveway and opened the front door about five minutes later i heard the front door open and shut my first thought was oh my parents are home and I continued my shower. Foolish as I am, I didn't think twice about the fact that I didn't hear the car pull in. I finished not long after, and I walked out the bathroom fully clothed, thankfully, and began skipping to the living room. Then, on the couch, seated, was a middle-aged woman who I definitely didn't know, drinking some of my older sister's juice, meaning she'd been in our fridge unconsented. I was a bit too stunned to speak, Not scared per se, as this woman looked harmless and appeared to be unarmed. I tried to reach my phone on the dining table to call the police, but she stood up and blocked me. I could apprehend her if necessary, but this woman easily looked like one of my mother's clients, and my mum has a tendency of letting people over without informing me beforehand, so I thought that this could be another instance and therefore I wasn't overly concerned. The following conversation ensued. The woman said, You look just like your mother. Uh, I look nothing like my mother. Oh, but you have your brother's eyes. I don't have a brother. Ah, then you're your father's daughter. You would know better than me. I haven't seen him in five years. Now, this was false, but I wanted to see if she knew this. Well, uh, who are you? Yeah, that's my question. Why are you in my house? Your house? You're a child. Don't speak to me like that. Where are your parents? No joke. 
This woman really had the audacity to say this that is none of your concern now kindly leave before I call the authorities You you what kind of people raise such a snobby? Excuse me mind your manners in my home move aside, please I step around her and brush her with my shoulder as I grab my phone. The woman begins banshee screaming that I've assaulted her by shoving her aside. I get my phone out to call my parents when I then hear the garage door open. I thank whatever lord there is and rush at the door. I run to my dad and started babbling about the strange woman who trespassed into our home while I was showering and less than 20 minutes later, cops are pulling up to our home and the woman is escorted to the station. My dad actually told her to stay put if she didn't want him to press any charges. We then find out that she is our new neighbor and this was her attempt at getting to know us. I am mortified and express my opinion to my dad that he should press charges after a quick look at our home security cameras Our case was proclaimed valid and my dad is pressing charges I don't know the mechanics or specifics of it all But i'm happy he took my opinion into consideration now guys I reckon the majority of you right now are thinking the same thing as me op Why didn't you just lock the door but look at this comment? I'll put it up on screen right now op is edited and left this I see the same comment that the door was not locked It was I swear I made sure everything was locked before I got in the shower We have a very quiet lock on our front door, but a very creaky door itself That is why I heard the door open. I honestly god have no clue how she undid the lock I'm, sorry if I implied that I had left the door open, but no that wasn't the case My dad would never allow me. So with that all being said, answer me this, guys. Comment down below if you will. How on earth did this woman get in the house? Through the door, we know that for sure. But how does she unlock it? Unless OP actually left it unlocked. But what are the chances of that? I know that I wouldn't do that. My parents are big on locking the door as well, as parents probably should be. And I know that there's a very small chance that on the one occasion I would leave the door unlocked just for getting it, somebody would walk in. It's too much of a coincidence. This woman must have done something. What do you reckon she did? How do you reckon she got in the door? Please do comment down below. With that all being said, though, she's definitely very crazy. I think we can all agree on that. That's weird. Entitled mum jumps to conclusions, thinks girlfriend is pregnant, and has epic meltdown. This is a retro one from the late 90s and the days of prevalent landline telephones. I, a 19-year-old man, was home with my parents over Christmas break from college. My girlfriend, who was 18 at the time, was a freshman and I was a sophomore. My home was a three-hour drive from our college. Our school conducted sorority rush for freshman women who chose to participate at the end of Christmas break. So she had gone back a few days early to go through the process. My girlfriend and her friend group all targeted a single sorority where they wanted to land and decided to pursue that when the time came. It was, to my immature 19-year-old mind, the best sorority. I'd already gone into a fraternity a year earlier when I was a freshman. As was the case in those days, she called every night during the process to tell me how it had gone. I knew she'd definitely call on the fourth night because that is when they found out which sororities gave them bids and then they had to choose. So she calls the house line and my entitled mum picks up. My entitled mum was unaware that my girlfriend was going through rush. I wasn't trying to hide it, but it's just not something we'd discussed as mother and son for whatever reason. Anyhow, when my entitled mum picks up, my girlfriend is clearly distraught and crying. My mum yells up for me to pick up the landline phone in my room, and I do. My girlfriend did not get into her preferred sorority. She received bids to all of the other good ones. 
I know this seems stupid, vapid, and privileged as an adult, but to an 18-year-old, this can seem like a terrible event. She was sobbing and looking for comfort. As we're talking, my entitled mum comes rushing into my room, screaming, She's crying! Did you get her pregnant? Is she pregnant? My mum then proceeds to kick me and tell me, You've ruined my reputation and our family's reputation. So I have a sobbing girlfriend on the phone and an entitled mum who is absolutely losing her head, trying to literally kick my butt behind me. I hung up the phone, told my entitled mum to get out and that it was nothing as substantial as an unplanned pregnancy and to GTFO my room, which she did in embarrassment. I then called my girlfriend back, consoled her, helped her plan which sorority she wanted, and then turned my attention back to my entitled mum. She was supremely embarrassed, but defensive, saying, I was just concerned about you. I told her not to jump to conclusions in the future, but she was exceptionally defensive of her stupid actions. This was my first lesson that my entitled mum was not meant to be a parent to adult children. And it ultimately led to me going low contact with her a few years later. Yeah, uh, your mum's a bit weird, mate, is what I will say off the bat. I'm not sure how she's reached that strange conclusion just from hearing your girlfriend crying. Like, come on, there are other things to cry about that aren't as serious as this. I don't really understand why her mind just jumped to that, but hey, it did. And clearly she is enough of a problem as a parent. Um, The OP is just like, you know what? Nah, I'm happy to take care of myself now. We'll go no contact. Thanks. Uh, I'm kind of done with you. It's just weird. Like there could have been a million other reasons for your girlfriend to be crying, but no, she's pregnant. Why? I don't understand. Now moving on to our second story. Entitled mum accuses me of trying to poison her baby by purchasing a gallon of store brand milk The northeast had a delightful form of winter weather last night into today Resulting in a nice two inch thick glaze of ice all over everything I set out after dinner with the goal of clearing the driveway and that rapidly proved to be more trouble than it was worth So I settled for clearing out a path on my car to turn around in because it needed to be plugged in Doing that much nearly killed me, but I got it done I figured since i'm moving the car anyway I may as well run to the convenience store for some essentials before I plug in the car and collapse on my way down the street I noticed my new neighbor is out clearing his driveway and I stopped to ask if they need anything at the store He says he would very much appreciate me grabbing a gallon of milk for their baby I ask if there's any special kind he needs. He says no just a gallon of whole milk I tell him no problem and proceed on mission Getting to the store was only dicey in a couple of spots because two inches of ice makes everything more fun I run in grab what I need and the gallon of milk then make the trek back home I stop in front of my neighbor's house milk in hand and see no neighbor I figure he's around back or something So I walk up their icy steps and knock on the door My neighbor's wife answers the door and I hand her the gallon of milk She looks very puzzled and says thank you I say no problem and start the stagger back down the steps not even halfway down the four steps to their front door And I hear are you kidding me? Are you trying to poison my baby? I experienced a curious blend of puzzlement and alarm and I turn around to look back at the woman Who is now thrusting the milk back out at me with a furious expression on her face? I only see milk no poison She then clarifies that the milk isn't organic and likely contains all these horrible pesticides and growth hormones And I need to take it back right now. I just say oh my bad 
grab the milk from the woman and get back into my car and finish the drive home if it entailed more effort or cost me more than three dollars i probably would have gotten angry about it but it's not worth getting mad over people's bs so i mostly shrugged it off i just divested myself of all the snow gear took a shower and demolished a bowl of cereal in front of the tv Right around when I was comparing the merits of not moving versus getting up to refill my bowl, my people proximity detectors went off and started balking like crazy. In between balks, I could hear a rather timid series of door knocks. Well, that solves the debate. And I managed to get between my dogs and the door and opened it to see a sheepish looking lady neighbor, literal hat in hand. Her husband is standing on my walkway with a baby in his arms and a ferocious thundercloud riding his brow. She starts to explain that she thought I was a grocery delivery service. She didn't recognize me in the hat with a red face and she's very sorry and they very much need the milk and here's $5 for my trouble. I tell her she can keep her money and she's welcome to the milk, but I had a little bit of it to go with my cereal. I'll go and grab it right now. I shut the door in the interest of my fuzzy alarms, not bowling through the door to greet their new best friends, deposit the bowl in the sink and grab the gallon of milk. On the way back up the stairs, the bad idea fairy wraps me firmly on the head with his wand and I pause to grab a Sharpie. I cross out the milk portion of the 100% milk label and write poison underneath. I then open the door and hand over the now correctly labeled container to the wife and wish them a safe trip home. She sees my corrected label and turns beet red. Then she turns and walks down the stairs and I can see the husband read the label, connect some mental dots and then start laughing before the door shuts and I go back to whimpering in front of my TV. It'll be interesting to see how they are moving forward. The problem that I've got with this story and with this woman is that the lady validated what she was saying and how she was saying it because she thought you were a grocery store worker or delivery driver. That doesn't make it okay to speak to someone like that. In fact, if anything, it makes it worse. Like you're just looking down on people because they're a delivery driver and you feel the need or you feel allowed to speak to them like that. Nah, that's not on. You shouldn't talk to someone in a certain way just because you believe they're of a higher status or your neighbor or whatever. Like it's just ridiculous. I'm sorry, but it takes a sort of person to to say oh no it's their job you can deal with the abuse like you don't need to be abusive to somebody just because it's their job it's a very very strange mentality almost a weird mentality i'd say that's enough of that let's move on and now for our final post hit a bike lose your house many years ago in a land a few blocks away i loved to ride my bicycle single mother no car it was nothing really special but it got me all over town I mostly kept on sidewalks because traffic can be filled with too many entitled drivers. I got to a corner and saw a car coming up the side street to the stop sign. The driver slowed way down, so I assumed he would stop where he was supposed to. He didn't. My bad, because I'd already started to ride my bike off the curb into the street in front of him. You guessed it, crunch. I squirmed my way from under the rest of my bike and the car and started checking myself for injuries just a bruised knee so i was very lucky the driver got out of the car and yelled at me for being in his way he didn't ask if i was okay and i yelled at him for running a stop sign a passerby checked on me and called the police while i was safely back on the sidewalk with the passerby the driver pulled his car about five or six feet forward dragging my bike i think he knew he was in trouble so he altered the accident site to look like he was already around the corner because when the police came That's what he told them. He said he stopped, proceeded around the corner, and I just barreled out into his path. The police officer asked for my story, 
and I asked him to ask the driver to back his car up a bit and I'd show the officer exactly where we both were at the time of the accident. He was wondering how I could be so positive. But then, once the driver moved his car, I pointed to the scrapes in the street that my bike had made when I was hit. The driver got a ticket and I got his information. I wrote several letters to him, asking him to replace my bike, but he ignored them. I finally had to take him to small claims court to be compensated for my squished bike. He didn't show up. The judge reviewed all my evidence and awarded me the cost of a new bike, plus pain and suffering for my bruised knee. The court served him those papers, but he ignored them too. Now I'm frustrated. No money, no bike. And now the real entitlement begins. I found another secondhand bike and started riding around again. I decide to pedal by the driver's house just because I'm curious and there's a full sale sign on his lawn. So he's trying to move and make a getaway just to avoid paying me. I went home, gathered all my paperwork regarding the judgment and head to the courthouse. There, I filed a lien against his house for the judgment amounts. Then I called his realtor and informed her of the judgment and lien. She called the driver. Now, six months or so after the accident, I finally hear from the driver. He called and threatened me over the phone, telling me he had witnesses who could prove I was wrong about how the accident happened. I informed him that the time to have brought those witnesses was at the court dates, which he missed. He told me that I'd better take the lien off the house. I refused. He tried to tell me he could sell it, then he would pay me. I told him that's not the way it works. Pay me and I take the lien off. He growled something and hung up on me. Two months later, I get a call from the realtor who wants to stop by and drop off a check. I sign the lien release and get a cashier's check and my kids had a great Christmas. Wow, that is very embarrassing from this man. Look, obviously he doesn't want to get in trouble and I understand that, but you have to be accountable for your actions and trying to fake an accident where it happened anyway and then trying to sell your house just so you can move and not pay a little bit of money as a fine. It was only a ticket, right? It wasn't criminal. It wasn't, you know, going to prison or being arrested. Just a little small fine. Is that really worth selling your house for so you don't have to get proved wrong and missing court days, etc., etc.? Very embarrassing. Grow some cojones, my friend. It's not that deep. And you almost caused a serious accident. Hold yourself accountable. Hey, I would say this guy is probably the sort of person that you do not want to run into, given that he doesn't have a problem with running into other people. Um, what a shambles of a man. My dad refused to buy food and starved our pet gecko. This childhood memory still keeps me up at night, which is why I'm currently up at 4 a.m. writing this. When I was around 13 years old, My dad bought my brother a leopard gecko for his 14th birthday. He wanted him to take care of the gecko to teach him a lesson in responsibility. Therefore, the duty of cleaning up after him and feeding the animal was left to my brother. At first, my dad bought some cups of mealworms for our gecko. But after a few months, he began to say that was my brother's responsibility. My brother worked at a fast food restaurant one day a week for a few hours. So he did have some income, but not much. He said that he didn't make enough money to buy the gecko food every week. Our dad also wouldn't drive him. So he had to take a bus to get to the pet store, which I guess further complicated things for him. Our gecko lived in the basement in my brother's room and would go weeks at a time without his mealworms. In my desperate attempt to help the animal, I would go outside myself and try to catch bugs for him. I tried to find worms in the dirt, but the dirt in our yard was hard and I was never able to find any. We had a box elder tree that always had a good supply of box elder bugs, so I'd give him those. He ate them at first, but after a while he didn't show them any interest. 
I would have tried to buy worms for the poor guy But I didn't have any income because I was too young to get a job Remember guys the OP is 13 at this time and their brother is just 14 Sometimes I would scrounge up some change But I usually had to use this to buy reduced fare lunch at school My dad at this time also stopped stocking the house with food So my brother and I in addition to the lizard were starving We went through all the canned food and dry staples that we had And once we got through that, we would beg our dad to get groceries. My dad would get really angry and scream at us that there was plenty of food in the house. We just needed to stop being lazy and cook it. One night, he brought home a bag of maize flour to make a point of encouraging us to cook. I made some corn tortillas out of it a few times, but they weren't the best because I had nothing to eat with them. I wouldn't eat anything typically on the weekends when I didn't have school. And then during the week, I could purchase a meal of two tacos and a cup of rice for about $1.20. That was my one meal a day. Anyway, I felt like my dad was turning a blind eye to the fact that we had a starving lizard in our basement. So I decided to move the enclosure to our kitchen. That way, he'd have to see the lizard every day. I thought if he could see the lizard every day, he would feel bad and start buying him food. Well, this did not happen. Eventually, the gecko took a turn for the worst. He stopped eating the box elder bugs and started sleeping in his water bowl. At the very last minute, when it seemed clear that this animal was going to die, my dad went to the pet store and grabbed some things for him. He fed the gecko some white paste stuff that was supposed to help him, but of course, the gecko was way too far gone at this point. He died. Once he died, my dad said he was disappointed in my brother for not taking care of him. I'm still traumatized by what happened. I feel an immense amount of guilt for not being able to do more. I wish I'd tried to advertise the gecko online and sell him to someone who would take care of him. I wish I tried harder to find bugs for him to eat. I wish I tried to take him back to the pet store and ask them to take care of him. I wish I thought of calling the Humane Society and surrendering the gecko. I worry that the box elder bugs I gave the gecko may have hurt him because I read that outside bugs can have mites and parasites. I also worry that moving the gecko from the basement to the kitchen may have put him in an environment that was too cold for him since the basement stayed warmer. I looked up all the essentials when it comes to taking care of a gecko and I feel awful about the enclosure my dad had for him. He only had a small heating pad on the side of the tank to keep him warm and I'm sure that didn't keep the temperature high enough for him. I always feel sad now when I see geckos. Rest in peace, Steve. I'm so sorry for the life my family took from you. You deserved so much better. Honestly, guys, stories like this are just so sad to read because I don't know how old OP is. They don't mention it in the story, but to feel this way still, to feel this guilty so many years later, probably, when really none of this was your fault at all. I can say that as somebody objective looking at this from afar. This is all the fault of your dad. Like, you feeling guilt is such a shame because you tried your very best. Like, you know, you did everything that you could think of at the time. You even went outside to find bugs yourself self dig for bugs for your gecko and that's an insane level of commitment someone that your dad clearly didn't show and the fact that you feel guilty about it is just sad because really you shouldn't none of this is your fault at all i mean the terrible thing about this is that it's not just the animal that was getting rejected it was you and your brother as well you tried your best as your brother did as well to look after the animal but ultimately when a dad isn't even buying their own kids food Yeah, they're probably not in the best position to look after an animal either. That is mental. I hope that, you know, some sort of repercussions came against your dad, or at least they can do subsequently, because not looking after your kids and their pet, like, 
That is crazy. What I would say though, is instead of being cruel and hardened like your dad, it's good that it sounds like you're an empathetic and loving person, OP, and you have none of your horrible father's qualities. That's at least one positive to come from this, if there are any at all. My God, your dad though. What a terrible, terrible bloke. Now moving on to our next entitled parents post. Karen begs me to look after her cats and then claims to have moved on when the cats need medical attention. Last year, Karen, a 70-year-old woman, approaches me on Facebook and asks if I would take her cats and look after them. She was going to live in a camper van with her husband after she became very wealthy with Bitcoin and didn't want to stress the cats out by taking them traveling around Europe. She'd rescued them like a week before they decided to go on the road and they'd been in a cattery for the last five months being looked after by someone else. When she delivered the cats to our farm, she made a huge fuss. Despite sending her photos beforehand, she absolutely refused to put the cats in the enclosure we had prepared for them to stay in for the first few weeks. Nothing else was good enough either. Our dogs were too big, the house was too small, there were no streetlights, we live in the country, etc. I grey rocked her the whole time, successfully put the cats in their new home, and calmed her down. She had an entire car boot full of brand new cat accessories, like little harnesses and weird outfits. Farm cats don't wear tutus, and she cheered up a bit when we made the right noises, despite the ridiculousness. Then her husband turned up in the camper van that looked like the tour bus of a major rock band. It was huge and fancy. At this moment, she suddenly turned up the volume and started wailing and crying for her poor kitty babies, and her husband was pandering to her the whole time, wiping away the tears with his hands and supporting her as she half collapsed on the driveway. Eventually, they leave. And the next morning, they're posting pictures of themselves sipping champagne at the beach. Over the next few months, we regularly send updates to Karen with cute pictures of the cats, and she always replies about how grateful she is that we're looking after them. But she never writes to us to ask us how they're doing, even when our area is hit by a natural disaster. At some point, she planned to visit them, but it rained. So despite coming all the way to our remote town, she just kept driving. Whenever we posted pictures of the cats on Facebook, she would always comment about her cats. Last month, I wrote to her and said that the cats were doing well, but that they were suffering the cold a bit and spending all day on the couch by the fire. She replied with instructions that I should be keeping them warmer and make sure that I'm looking after them. I gave a non-committal response. Yesterday, I wrote to Karen to tell her that one of the cats was critically ill after being sideswiped by a tractor. I've been up all night keeping her alive, and now she was at the vets awaiting life-saving surgery. Next thing, my phone's blowing up. It's Karen's husband screaming down the line, asking me, what exactly are you getting out of upsetting Karen all the time with your messages? I tried to answer, but obviously he hadn't called to listen. He proceeded to tell me that I was a sadist, a bully, and an abuser, and that Karen had given us the cats. So why am I upsetting her with these messages when she's moved on? I apologize for any offense given and try to explain that I only thought she would want to know since they were her cats originally and she loves them so much. His answer to that was to demand I delete Karen's number from my phone and never contact her again because she wasn't interested and not to give any more updates on the cats. I said, okay, sorry, I'll no longer contact you about the cats. And then he hung up. Three hours later, I get a message from Karen 
all about how terrible this is for her she can't cope with the thought of the cat being ill and it's not her husband's fault for shouting he's just trying to protect her from this unbearable pain i told her i thought it was really unkind of her husband to shout at me since i'm in the middle of a pet crisis and i was only trying to do the right thing by keeping her informed she called me a selfish prick hung up and blocked me straight away Unfortunately, I didn't get the chance to tell her that since the cats are still legally registered in her name She is liable for their expenses and that the vet scanned the chip as soon as we arrived We often bring in stray animals So he knows that not every animal we bring in belongs to us and it was her name that came up I guess we'll cross that bridge later in the meantime The cat is doing well and we hope that she lives because she's part of our family and we certainly haven't moved on now look guys some of you may know better than me what's probably going on here does op run some sort of animal farm that looks after just pets in general probably i don't really know i assume that's what's going on but anyway the fact that it seems like you've taken in karen's two cats for free op are looking after them completely for free while she's off gallivanting with her husband doing whatever knows probably something very naughty uh, i imagine is one thing right that's nice enough uh, it's actually kind of insane that you're doing that but fair place for the good of the animals i rate it highly but then when she says no you know what i no longer care about them just keep them and also oh it's such a pain that you know one of them got hit by a tractor don't care about the medical bills though you can deal with that like their food and you know their housing everything yeah you deal with all of that it's embarrassing i don't get it you know what's good though the fact that she is going to be hit by this bill i imagine for life-saving surgery for a cat it's going to be quite an extensive one as well so uh yeah look forward to that but then again if she has made a lot of money through bitcoin she probably won't care an interesting story and again this is why entitled people and entitled parents should not be allowed pets in the first place they're a disgrace friends cut my hair against my will so this one time during lockdown i decided to grow my red beard and grow my hair out because i wanted to see what it was like you know now because i only live with my wife and my kids i decided it was a challenge for myself to do it my wife was fine with it just with the occasional ginger joke thrown at me anywho a friend of mine let's call him billy invited me to stay at his house with two other people jane and russell now i'm not really that close with them they're just friends with my wife and we've hung out sometimes so i get to the house and they immediately start to belittle me because of my new look saying i look like a hippie and a homeless guy and they tell me i should cut it i say no and the rest of the day was nothing but ginger jokes and insults i was gonna leave in the morning so i decided to get some rest on the couch i took my sleeping pills and passed out when i woke up i saw a bunch of red locks of hair on me and when i went to the bathroom i saw my hair was cut insanely short it was almost a buzz cut and my beard was also shaven off to a handlebar mustache I confronted them and they didn't deny it saying how much nicer I looked and that the stash suits me They then got sappy saying that they were going to donate my hair to cancer charity and my red curls were going to make someone really happy I left and never came back My wife has also stopped hanging out with them as well. You know what? This story just makes me sad. Honestly, it's just like it's just why why do that to somebody? You don't even know them it's a friend of a friend and you're first of all bullying them by saying that their hair and beard looks terrible why said it in the first place that's a disgusting thing to say even if you think it don't say it come on then secondly actually shaving off someone's hair is that not assault or something i don't know the laws but guys comment down below surely you can't just go and randomly shave someone's hair and beard off can you that must be some form of assault it's just ridiculous and i'm happy op that your wife has stopped hanging out with them realizing they are terrible people at least that's some sort of positive but yeah i'm sorry this happened 
against your will having your hair cut and shaved. Terrible. Now moving on to our next entitled people post. My brother wanted to propose to his girlfriend at my upcoming wedding. I said no and all of this happened. I am a 27 year old male and I'll start this off by saying that my wedding is scheduled for April because my fiance who is 25 has always dreamed of a spring wedding and I really like the idea too. I've got an older brother though who is 30 and last Saturday I was called over to my parents house to talk about something for whatever reason They refused to tell me what it was until I got there Then they sat me down with my brother and told me that my brother wants to use my wedding as the perfect day for him to propose to his girlfriend I was instantly mad and told them absolutely not But they ganged up on me. I ended up so enraged to the point that I one man somehow backed all three of them into a corner I told them that if they want to do this, then not only will they all be uninvited But i'll also cut off all the financial support i've been giving monthly Since they paid to have my golden child brother go through college by taking out a second mortgage I landed a decently high paying job and i've been sending five hundred dollars to my parents monthly to help ease their mortgage And I didn't even ask for a stake in the ownership of their house either because I really don't want it It was entirely goodwill and I can cut it off anytime. I left without speaking any more to them But my brother came to my home the next day to yell at me that I ruined his big chance Because now our parents are siding with me and say they're a victim if he tries to propose at my wedding He said I was financially blackmailing our parents and that he just wanted a good chance to propose because he was afraid his girlfriend might leave him soon. I said that was his problem, not mine, because my wedding day is not about him. And if he tries to propose at my wedding, I will have him thrown out. That's not a maybe, but a definite. And I doubt his girlfriend would appreciate her proposal, followed up with being tossed out by a bouncer. He yelled a few choice words at me, then went crying to our only surviving grandparents our maternal grandmother and she called to try and ream me over the phone no surprise my brother heavily embellished the version of the story he told her but she still sided with him even after i gave her the real story she tried to hold her ground but the verbal backlash i ended up giving her left her crying that got back to my parents who were angry at me for taking things so far But I told them I only went that far because I had to when they were all trying to get me to let my brother use my wedding as his springboard for a proposal. They ended up agreeing with me, but they still stated they feel like I'm crass. And my brother showed up at my home again to scream at me that I'm a butthole and I hope I'm happy with myself for not allowing him the opportunity. My fiance knows what my brother tried to do and she's very angry about it. She's almost ready to have him uninvited if he pursues this any further Normally, I have a very mild temper But when it comes to certain people like my brother parents and grandmother I can easily get short with them because of all the past favoritism My grandmother especially she always sided with my brother and believed his lies no matter what he did She's the biggest reason my parents favored my brother too She kept trying to convince me over the phone to let my brother propose at my wedding that I ended up losing it on her I ended up speaking with my brother again and threatened to tell his girlfriend if he was still intending to propose at my wedding without permission He took that poorly and called me an awful person. So I pointed out that my wedding isn't about him Our parents were there for this and they backed me up. I think my brother did a double take when they did that My dad pointed out that he'd raised my brother wrong and that was on him 
So from now on my brother was to show them real respect And they wanted to get an official lease drawn up for him to pay proper rent and utilities He was only paying them $300 a month without contributing to any utilities or food And if he doesn't want to pay he can move out and they'll rent his room to someone else My brother turned to our mum for help but she just agreed with dad He looked like he was having a conniption and then left the house He came back a couple of hours later But spoke to no one and locked himself in his room two days later My brother announced he was moving in with grandma because she invited him And our parents basically told him that if he wants to live with her then go ahead My brother responded to this by saying we all hate him for just wanting to propose to his girlfriend My parents pointed out that it's not that he wanted to propose but where he wanted to do it And he'd get no support for it. He's refusing to talk to our parents now My grandmother did try and call me again But it ended up with me telling her that my brother will not be allowed to propose at my wedding plain and simple So he can get over it or not come and the same goes for her I ended up calling her out on her favoritism towards my brother since we were kids Which she tried to deny at first but couldn't keep doing so because of how much i'd pointed out She ended up crying again while I told her that if she keeps trying to insist on this Then she won't be coming to my wedding She begged me not to rescind her invites But still said she doesn't understand why I couldn't let my brother have his way before ending the call My fiance is a hundred percent on my side and he's fully ready to remove my brother and grandmother from the wedding My grandmother hasn't called again and she's not talking to my parents either My guess is my brother went crying to her again to tell her mummy and daddy weren't enabling him anymore So she offered for him to move in with her But there's literally nothing she can do to sway me and I think my last conversation with her made her realize that I didn't wish to tell my brother's girlfriend But she called me up on a saturday about my reddit post She'd seen it read in an online video and then realized it might be me with the way I described my brother and grandmother So yeah, now she knows She ended up tearing my brother a new butthole and he still tried to justify himself to her That's when she told him they were through and cut all contact with him My brother of course blamed me Even though his girlfriend said that she's been ready to leave him for a while now And if he tried to propose no matter where she'd have told him no So that's it My brother showed up at my place one more time to have a fit and said that he's boycotting my wedding He actually thought he had leverage that he and grandma won't go But I said I wouldn't miss him and that he's in his 30s now and needs to grow up Our parents have cut the umbilical cord and are no longer supporting him And they're already repainting his room to rent to somebody else And they plan on renting out my old bedroom as well Because they need the money after the financial hole he left them in after dropping out of college Just to mooch off them for a while and then get a degree with online college later And then barely pay any rent while also making them pay for his food and utilities Despite having a good paying job They spent the world on him and he wasn't the least bit grateful that made my brother just shut down and leave And since then we've not heard a peep out of him That's everything that's happened from my original post up till now I mean guys this story as i'm sure you will agree just is beyond belief uh, You can choose anywhere in the world and any moment any time 
to propose to your girlfriend. But no, you think the best idea is to do it at your brother's wedding. Uh, I'm not even going to comment really on how ridiculous that is because it's just so obvious and just so dumb. You know what's even funnier? and just kind of shows how dumb your brother is, OP. The fact that he wasn't even sure whether he was going to stay with his current girlfriend or not. And then he was like, oh, don't worry if I get engaged to her, then yeah, we'll be fine. It's like you're probably not in the best place to get engaged to someone when you're not sure you want to be with them in the first place. And then they subsequently say, and it's probably quite obvious at the time. No, I don't actually want to be with you full stop. Let alone get engaged. Are you ridiculous? And definitely not at your brother's wedding. I'll be honest, I'm slightly confused as to how your parents' opinions changed very quickly from siding with your brother to suddenly siding with you and then realizing that they've brought up your brother wrong and all that rubbish. Bit weird. Uh, your grandma, also very weird. At least she stayed with her opinion, though. I'll back her for that. Overall, a very, very strange story. Why would you ever want to propose at your brother's wedding? I don't know. And now moving on to our third story. My entitled nephews stole from me one time too many. This time, I got them arrested. And now, my sister and brother-in-law have to deal with the fallout. And I really don't care anymore. In a prior post in a different subreddit, I asked if I was the bad guy for wanting to call police on my nephews for stealing from me. And the overwhelming support I got made me realize that standing my ground was the best thing for me to do. About midway last week, when I came home from work, I noticed my shed door was open and the padlock that I used to keep it shut was broken. And I had a lot of bags full of soda cans in there. I and my friends tend to drink a lot of soda, so I built up a lot of cans over the course of a year. And I was going to cash them in at the bottle drop soon because I like big payouts. It's 10 cents a can where I live after all. But there was more than just my bags of cans missing from the shed too. They took my gardening shears, a steel rake, two shovels, one of them being one of those folding camping ones, a full two-gallon gas can, a cheap power drill I got for like $5 used, an electric hedge trimmer, a small electric chainsaw that was also used, and a machete. They didn't touch a lawnmower, weed whacker, extension cords, or the old radio I had in there. No idea why they took what they did, but I guess they figured they could resell it or something. I checked my camera footage, and there were my three nephews ages 16 15 and 14 breaking into my shed with one of their dad's large claw hammers i recognize the hammer because it's bright yellow and black and their dad has a bunch of them it only took them a few hits to smash that cheap lock after they first broke into my shed they took what they could by hand and then they came back with some shopping carts that i'm guessing they also stole but it took them a few trips to get all of the cans and they didn't even bother to try and close the door when they were done. My sister and brother-in-law first denied their kids stole anything from me. So I went to their house and showed them the security footage from my cameras. I'd not told them I'd had cameras installed. And the reason I had them in the first place was because of prior thefts by my nephews. It started with food and snacks and then moved on to DVDs and video games. Then pretty much anything they thought they could smuggle out after that. And anytime I made them return stuff they'd stolen from me, I was treated like the bad guy and then got the fakest apologies I've ever heard. And they never got in much trouble from their parents either. The final straw happened last year when my nephews broke into my house and stole three six packs of my favorite blood orange beer from my fridge. They used my hidden spare key to get in and also took a huge dump in one of my bathrooms and not only didn't flush, but also peed all over the floor. And I'm pretty sure it was intentional. 
Wow. The beer they stole was hidden in one of their bedrooms when I confronted my sister and brother-in-law about them stealing it. And I was basically given an equivalent to boys will be boys when I wanted them punished. So I had the cameras put in and told no one, which was a smart move. When my sister and brother-in-law saw the camera footage of my nephew stealing from me, they seemed furious. But they were actually madder that their boys skipped school to steal from me They spent all day making repeated trips to the bottle drop and cashing the cans by machine The bottle drop also pays by machine So they just kept bringing the cans in till they cashed them all and then they bought video games and junk food with the money Said money actually amounted to nearly two hundred dollars With that and the destroyed padlock, I told my sister and brother-in-law that they now owed me $200. My sister and brother-in-law went from being angry at their kids to making excuses for them and then being angry at me for wanting that money back when I know they have three kids and a mortgage. I said it was either that or I go to the police and press charges. They told me to get out and I said they have two days to decide how to pay me back before I go to the cops. I got back everything else my nephew stole machete and gas can included though they'd already used the gas for something but over the next couple of days my sister and brother-in-law were blowing up my phone with a ton of messages both verbal and text at first they were calling me heartless because it was right after the holidays and they have three kids and a mortgage then they started gaslighting me then even threatening me and all of this would go in a repeating cycle My nephews chimed in from another cell phone and were sending me lots of messages of their own Which were more fake apologies and gaslighting My eldest nephew even sent me a picture of himself holding a soda can and giving me the middle finger So I guess they weren't taking my threats of going to the police seriously because Family when I last spoke with my sister and my brother-in-law They refused to negotiate any sort of method of repayment for what my nephews did Even when I suggested they just sell the video games that were purchased with the money from the cans Then they had the audacity to say i'd actually tempted my nephews by having the cans in my shed to begin with Oh, yes I'm the devil snake that tempted my nephews with a shed full of cans that just screamed money 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 So that was it I went to the police station that morning and filed the reports. I gave them a copy of the video footage of my nephews stealing from my shed. I gave them the broken lock they smashed. I showed them all the texts, which were screenshotted and also given as evidence. Heck, I even gave them a copy of the photo my eldest nephew sent me of him flipping me off. I did tell police that I found it worrisome that my nephews had taken the machete. But they classified it as a tool especially since they took a lot of other actual tools So fair enough on that I suppose but my nephews were indeed arrested on saturday Police came to their house and my sister and brother-in-law were forced to let them in because they had a warrant Apparently all three of my nephews went from being cocky little idiots to crying like babies when they were being put in cuffs I know this because a neighbor i'm acquainted with that sort of friends of my sister was there to see it And shortly after the arrest my sister and brother-in-law were blowing up my phone again They weren't able to get their kids out of jail until monday morning And now the boys are being charged with larceny willful destruction of property vandalism and Harassments the police took this whole case pretty seriously as there have been complaints about my nephews for some time But nothing was proven until now The past few months bags of cans have actually been going missing all over the area 
I don't know if it was all my nephews or not, but they're likely suspects. And with word spreading of their arrest, let's hope other neighbors with security cameras come forward with more footage. My sister and brother-in-law showed up at my house too. I refused to open the door and told them that this all happened because they are enablers who refuse to hold their kids accountable for their actions. That made them just scream and pound on my door more till I threatened to call the police on them too. And since I've done it already, they know I mean it now. So they left without any more trouble. But they then went back to blowing up my phone. I didn't block my sister or my brother-in-law. Instead, I decided to just save all of the messages they send me because I've made the decision to take them to small claims court over this. I don't really need or want the money and I've already replaced a destroyed padlock with a much better one. But the kids aren't the only ones who need to be taught a lesson. In the end, I hope I put them in enough of a hole that they learn not to screw with me ever again. I also have the full support of my family on this. My parents, aunts, uncles, cousins, etc. They are all supporting me in this because my nephews have stolen from them too. And after banning my nephews from my house, some of them did the same. I'm going to push for my nephews to get community service. And the reason why isn't just because it's a good idea, but also because I know that they'll hate that the most. Whenever they're made to do any kind of work they don't want to, they just stand around griping and act like the whole world is against them. So hardly anything ever gets done. Well, perhaps a few hundred hours of unpaid work will teach them some manners. They've been spoiled far too much. Well, yeah, OP, I agree with every little thing you said there, especially the fact that they've been spoiled too much. Look, clearly they're not nice people in the first place, but you have to put some blame on their parents, which is exactly what you've done. It's tough because they're family, but I'm sorry, they're not good parents. And I like the fact that you're like, you know what? Yeah, we've got the nephews arrested, but now we need some punishment on my sister and brother-in-law. I'm sorry. They're the ones that have raised them to be this bad. Look, it's all well and good giving these kids community service. And look, hopefully they're young enough that they're gonna understand and, and be educated and learn that stealing is not a good thing. And in fact, in most places around the world, it's quite illegal. However, for the parents, they're going to come back to them, aren't they? These kids, once they finish their time, they're going to come back to the house. If the parents haven't changed their ways of being a good parent and learning how to teach their kids not to steal and how to be good members of society, then what's the point? In reality, it's the parents that really need to learn. Although the kids need to as well, let's be honest. Entitled mother refuses to wear a mask, then lets her son poop in the middle of a grocery store gets arrested. I'm posting this on behalf of my friend. She's got many more stories like this. So we'll call this store chain Bravigo. And my friend Bella has been working there for the past four years. This happened in early 2020. So the panda bear was in full swing with mask mandates, etc. She's working the self-checkout area right by the doors and notices a woman enter with her screaming child, henceforth known as EM and EC. The entitled mum looks to be in her 40s and her kid is wearing a school name class of 2020 sweater. So around 11 or 12. Right off the bat, the entitled mum is fuming probably from her goblin child screaming blue murder about how he wants McDonald's and waltzes in without a mask. Bella notices and heads over to nicely ask her to put one on. Welcome to Bravigo. Do you need a mask? What? No, I just need a few things. She tries to shove her way past Bella and into the store, but Bella places herself between the entitled mum and the rest of the store. 
Quick trip, eh? Yeah, I get that, but as per Bravigo policy, all staff and customers over the age of 10 need to be wearing masks in the store. Well, I don't have one. Bella points to a stand with hand sanitizer and masks by the door. Well, right over there, we have some, in case people forget. You can get one for you and your son. Mom, I don't want to wear a mask, says the kid. Hush, sweetie, you don't have to. My son is eight. He doesn't need one. And besides, I don't need one either. Look, I just need to grab a few things. I'll be out in a few minutes anyway. The kid then says, hey, I'm not eight. The mom glares at her kid to shut up but he keeps whining about how he doesn't want to wear a mask. Look, I understand, mom, but it's store policy. And if you won't wear a mask, I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you to shop elsewhere. The door signs clearly state you must wear a mask to shop with us. But I just need a few things. It's not like I'm going all over the store. I want to speak with your manager. Bella says into her walkie-talkie. Hey, manager, I've got a woman at the doors who wants to talk to you. I'll be right there. Is it about masks again? Yep. Ah, okay. Keep her at the doors, please. Can do. And Bella turns to speak to the entitled mum. Please, wait right here and my manager will be right over. You better not keep me waiting. I've got a family to feed. The manager soon shows up and takes over. Good afternoon. How can I help you today? This child, Bella was 20 years old, by the way, won't let me in. How am I supposed to feed my family if I can't even enter the store? Well, mom, you are welcome to do your shopping here if you put on a mask. The manager then notices the class of 2020 shirt on the kid. And your son needs one as well, seeing as he's over 10. He's eight. No, I'm not, mom. Stop saying that. Be quiet. Mummy's handling this. Don't yell at me. He's stomping his foot and screaming in her face. Don't you take that tone with me. Let me deal with these idiots. Then mummy will get you McDonald's after. The kid shuts up real quick. The entitled mum says to the manager, smirking, I can't wear a mask and neither can my son. We have asthma and won't be able to breathe. I'm very sorry to hear that, but I'm afraid the rule goes for everyone. No entry without a mask. The entitled mum then freaking explodes. I swear to God, we'll suffocate with masks on. Are you trying to kill my child? I'm going to sue if you don't let me in right now. Please don't raise your voice at me. I'm speaking to you like an adult and I expect the same in return. If you don't want to wear a mask, then you can shop somewhere else. I hear that Small Mart is allowing customers to shop without masks if you'd rather go there. I'll speak however I want. You're infringing my rights as a Canadian citizen to breathe freely. I don't want to go to Small Mart. I'm already here. Just let me do my freaking shopping. The entitled mum is panting like she just ran a marathon and her crotch fruit pulls her down to whisper something in her ear. The entitled mum smiles like the Grinch after stealing Christmas and nods at her gremlin. He takes off into the store at a run and they lose sight of him in the aisles. The manager sends Bella after the kid while he calls for Bravigo security. Bella is now searching up and down every single aisle in the store and finally finds the kid in the frozen food section all the way at the other end. He's got his pants around his ankles and is squatting in the middle of the aisle, dropping a massive pile of poop on the floor he sees bella and grins at her bella gets on the walkie and calls the manager over telling him what is going on at this point the entitled mum has reluctantly put on a mask and storms over with the manager just as her entitled kid drops the last nugget on his steaming pile 
He pulls his pants back up and trots over to his mum. There we go. We found him. Now I can shop in peace. Absolutely not, says the manager. You or your son need to clean that up immediately. Heck no. Get her to do it, pointing at Bella. It's her job. No, it's not. Either you clean that up right now or I'm calling the police. Fine. Go and get me some paper towels. Bella, can you go and grab the cleaning cart by the cash, please? Yeah, no problem. Bella gets the car and the entitled mum starts picking up the poop. I hope you understand, but once that's cleaned up, you'll need to leave. You and your son are banned for life. What? After this awful display from the both of you, you are not welcome to return. That's not fair. I've been a loyal customer here for years. You can't do this. She then flings the fistful of poop she's got at the manager's head. He managed to dodge it and it splattered on the freezer door behind him, running down the glass, smearing a stinky brown path towards the ground. The manager gets on the walkie and asks for someone to lock the doors and call the cops, while the entitled mum and her entitled kid make a beeline for the exit. Boy, was she fuming when she realized she was locked in. She's screaming at everyone. Her kid is complaining about the poop still stuck to his butt and everyone else is staying the F away from the crazy lady with poo on her hands, screaming about lawsuits and how she'll have all the employees fired. I'm truly sad I wasn't there to see this poop show unfold in person. But Bella managed to show me the CCTV footage a few days later. I want to see that footage. The cops show up not too long after in masks and gloves. The station was just down the street from the Bravigo and the manager uses a side exit to go out and explain the situation. Three cops enter and head over to where the entitled mom is still screaming like a banshee, sniveling hellspawn in tow. Mom, you're going to need to come with us. Like heck I am. He's the one you should be arresting, pointing a poopy finger at the manager. He made me clean up some random kid's poop. Mom, you need to calm down and come outside with us or we'll be forced to detain you. You can come peacefully or in handcuffs. It's your call. The entitled mum rushes the officers, probably to start hitting them or something. And a couple of cops grab her and pin her on the floor while another cuffs her, reciting her rights. Her kid is scream crying now, telling the cops to leave his mum alone and trying to pull them off her. One cop turns around and grabs the kid in a bear hug, lifting him off the ground as he's kicking and screaming to be let go and carries him out to the squad cars in front of the store. All while the entitled mum is screaming about child abuse and unlawful detainment and you'd better get your hands off my child right now or I'll sue you all to high heaven. The entitled kid is packed into the back of one car, the entitled mum in another and one cop comes back to finish up with the manager and Bella taking their statements and getting a copy of the CCTV footage. The entitled mum was charged with disturbing the peace, aggravated assault for the poo flinging, resisting arrest and trespassing. She never came back to that store and was banned from all Brovigo locations for life along with her son. The manager ended up cleaning up the poo, not wanting to make his employees do it. I mean, wow, guys, where to even begin with this story? That is some of the most disgusting stuff I've ever read. I feel so bad for all the employees involved. Bella, the manager, even the cops. I mean, having to carry that kid out to a car and put him in your cop car when he's just pooed in the middle of a grocery store. That is vile. As for the mum saying, no, it's your job to clean up my own son's poop. What? What a disgusting human for more reasons than one. I mean, then chucking the oh, it's just, it's just crazy. It really is. Uh, wow. 
What a start to my week. You know what I want to know though? When this kid was whispering into his mum's ear before he ran off and pooed on the floor, do you think he was saying, Mum, I'm going to sprint off and go and poo on the floor? And she was like, Yes, yeah, son, great idea. Go and do it. Like, was that the conversation happening there? I don't know. These two are unbelievable. Let's move on. Tattoos? Why would you do that to yourself? I was at work today and was doing my normal thing. I work at a dessert place where most of my co-workers and myself are college students. An hourly isn't as good, so I try to be as polite as I can to earn tips for my co-workers and me. A lady comes in with her child and I do my usual thing. Hey, how are you? The child excitedly orders some ice cream. Their entitled mum looks at me up and down and pulls her child away from the point of sale. Please don't talk to my child. She then looks at her child. These are people you should avoid. Don't be like him. Then back to me. God, why would you do that to yourself? You look dirty. I have a forearm sleeve on both arms. A Japanese dragon to remember my dad who passed four years ago when I was 14. And Japanese clouds on my other arm as a reminder for my mental health to be free and open-minded. I carefully explained to her that these tattoos are to tell a story and they don't make me a bad person. I said this also to mainly reassure the child I wasn't a bad person. Uh, I didn't come for your life story. I came for ice cream. Now, can I order? Then I don't understand why your input was needed in the first place. It's part of my culture. And if you can't respect something you don't understand, then I suggest you go somewhere else because I won't serve you. The entitled mum then begins to throw racial slurs until a family behind her starts arguing with her and defending me. I wasn't exactly too sure what was being said, so I just got my manager to help sort the situation out. The kid actually started crying because his mum was being yelled at by a whole family. Then another customer got involved and said, holy heck, can you shut your kid up? The manager and I both realized the kid doesn't need to go through all of that. From here, my manager kicks the lady out and that was the end of it. The family that stayed behind did tip me $20, which was pretty nice. Moral of the story, there's much more to someone's story than can be told rather than from just their physical appearance. Listen, you guys know that I have a tattoo. And if you didn't know that, then check out this video on screen. Because pretty much, for a video, I got a tattoo. Um, And there's nothing wrong with tattoos. That's all I'll say. Look, I'm not the biggest fan of them, I'll be honest. But they're not dirty. And especially in this situation, where they mean so much to OP, they're pretty cool and they're pretty memorable. Like, they're there for a reason. It's not just dirt. I don't really get that, you know, point of view. Look, even me, and I'm not a massive fan of tattoos, can say that I understand the reason for getting them. Especially in this situation. Like, come on, keep yourself to yourself. Even if you don't like them, don't say this sort of stuff. It's not your business. Just sit down and shut up. Entitled parents won't attend granddaughter's Zoom birthday. My daughter is turning two next week. So a few days ago, I sent out an invitation to her Zoom birthday celebration. Due to the pandemic and everyone living in different cities, it will be over video chats. This was the case for her first birthday as well, and it went great. We opened presents, ate cake, and sang happy birthday. It lasted an hour. I was so happy to have mine and my husband's family celebrating our daughter. A day after sending the invitation, my father responds, Zoom won't work for us. I'd love to FaceTime with you though. Monday would be best. It will be on Google video chat, just like last year. 
Unfortunately, we can't do Monday. It has to be Sunday. Can't, but would be happy to FaceTime. At this point, I needed clarification. So I decided to ask an open question to see if they'd offer up the real issue. Why FaceTime? Well, it's not about FaceTime or Zoom. It's that we don't know your husband's family that well. And it's a little awkward being in a video chat with them. We'd rather celebrate just us and you. Oh, I would love some community perspective on this. Yeah, this guy's just being weird. Sorry. Like it's not about you and your relationship with someone else. It's about your granddaughter And if you're too kind of stuck up to to get past that fact Then ultimately you don't deserve to be on the zoom call in the first place It's just weird like obviously your daughter wants you there your granddaughter of course wants you there It's her second birthday It's just a bit weird not to go on the call because you don't know someone else that might be on the call You don't even need to talk to them. It's about your granddaughter. It's not about you guys comment down below on that one Do you agree with me? It just seems a bit weird like oh no, we actually are available but on facetime not on zoom what a weird lie mum wants me to go to school after i vomit all over the toilet i woke up today to my stomach feeling like trash so i went to the bathroom sat on the toilet and spent a whole hour on it but my mum doesn't care all she said is you're not sick you need to go to school i'm back on the toilet as i type this because i am sick as anything And she keeps telling me that I have to go. I keep trying to tell her that I'm sick and I can't go, but she thinks I'm talking back to her. I'm not trying to be rude to her, but she's being rude to me. How am I supposed to deal with this? Help. Now this one takes me back to the glory days of being a school student. I mean, come on. This happens, doesn't it? You know, once in a while, I'll be honest, I did fake being ill to get out of school. And I'm not proud to say that, but it's happened in the past. Well, maybe not fake, but you know when you're not feeling 100%, you know you could go in, but you're just like, ah, I'm ill, I'm too ill, let me just lie in bed and chill for a day. Like, you know, we've all done it. But in this situation, when you're literally vomiting for an hour on the toilet, yeah, at that point, surely your mum goes, oh, you know what? Yeah, you probably actually are sick. How about don't go to school and don't infect loads of other kids? But no, this mum's like, yeah, you must be lying. Clearly not. Like, what do you want this kid to do? Puke on his own mum? Is that really the level that he's got to go to to be able to stay at home when he's this sick? Ah, it's very strange. And there we go, guys. That is going to do it for this special episode of r slash Entitled Parents. You guys seem to love the movies. And I thought, you know, we're four months into the new year now. Might as well do another one. You guys love them. I love making them. So, yeah, there you go. Hope you enjoyed. If you did, drop a like if you're watching on YouTube. Click some more on screen if you want more. This will be, I don't even know, maybe my 25th movie at this point. There have been a few of them. If you're listening on podcast platform or whatever, the links to those videos are in the description below. If you haven't had enough after two hours of me talking. But yeah, thanks for watching all the way through. Appreciate you. See you all tomorrow for a more normal episode. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.